with some of our investors on the Good Egg Wealth Fund and just being able to kind of give them a little bit of my experience and say, this is why doing this and getting passive income is so important because you control your destiny. It's not your boss or whoever is in charge of you. You can control your destiny and live life by design. You're listening to The Life & Money Show, a podcast that brings you the stories and strategies of people who are living a meaningful and intentional life by design, building true wealth for their families and impacting the world around them. And now here are your hosts, Annie Dickerson and Julie Lamb. Hey everyone, Annie Dickerson here. And on behalf of my fabulous co-host, Julie Lamb, we are excited to welcome you to the special summer series where we're talking to members of the Good Egg Investments team. And today we have the privilege and honor of talking to Max McGurk. He is on the investor relations team. Max, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm fantastic. I'm excited to be on here today. Awesome. I always love your energy. I never see you without a smile on your face. And I know our investors love it too. So Max, for those of our investors or those of our listeners who may not have had a chance to speak with you, tell everybody a little bit about your background. I know you've done all sorts of things. You've (laughs) been a teacher. You've sold boats in the past. You've done all sorts of different things. And real estate somehow came to be a part of your journey. So take us through some of the highlights of your story. Sure, absolutely. So real estate's been something that I has been part of my life since I was a little kid. I remember my grandmother was a real estate agent, my mom's a real estate agent, and my sister's an agent. But for whatever reason, I didn't go go down that path. But I remember as a little kid, I lived in the Midwest, so I've been born and raised in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And I remember as a little kid, my grandmother would have these big books and every month would come out with a new, it was a listing book. And so we would go look at new listings and I remember like we would go look at houses when I was a little kid that were like way out of our price. But that's what we would do on a weekend or an evening or something like that. And so real estate was always really something important to me. And anyway, at a young age, I remember my grandmother telling me, hey, let's buy it. You should buy a house at like 18. I'm like, grand. I can't afford a $100,000 house. And anyway, so that kind of stuck in my head. I remember I got a college degree in accounting. I got a bachelor's in accounting and I remember I didn't want to rent in my mind, waste money. And so I lived at home. I didn't live off on campus stuff. And so I waited tables and I was extremely frugal. We had humble beginnings, so we didn't have a whole lot of money. But anyway, so I remember saving all my money and I bought my very first house at 21 years old and I bought it in cash. I still have it actually. And it's been around for gosh, 15 plus years. So anyway, so there's that real estate got me hooked at a young age. Well, before all that kind of stuff, something unique about me is I got held back in second grade because my mom, before I was born and through, I think, 1995, she was the first female ring announcer for World Wrestling Federation, which is kind of crazy. So I grew up around the likes of like Macho Man Randy Savage and Hulk Hogan and Hacksaw Jim Duggan and all those guys. And so those were the kind of like father figures and, and things like that. So really, really you neat were growing a wrestler. up. As well, right? Ah, yeah. So (laughs) the day I graduated college, my mom was like, hey, I know we haven't talked about it since high school because we focused on school and things like that. So the day I graduated college, my mom had a uh, close friend that lived an hour and a half away from me and reached out to him to get me trained. So I had an accounting job right out of of college. And on the weekends, I would train. And about a year and a half later, a gentleman named Jim Ross, who got his start as a referee for my grandfather's wrestling promotion in the 70s and 80s, we got into contact and I got hired by WWE and I was a wrestler in their developmental territory in Tampa, Florida for about a year and a half. So anyway, really, really neat stuff. Great experience. 
but building right back on that. I had some injuries, some concussions and things like that. And when I uh, decided to come back home from Tampa, I was like, man, I've got a rent house. I've got my personal residence. I really want to get back into real estate just because it's done me well. So I started teaching high school. I wanted summers off and I started teaching high school. I quickly found out that if I wanted to buy house number three, that's not going to happen on a $30,000 a year teacher salary. So I kept working hard. I started waiting tables on the side while teaching and I was able to buy house number three. I think I did an owner finance and paid that thing off in six years, something like that. So anyway, that was going well. I enjoyed it. I had a lot of fun. had five years of teaching, had some great kids. I still stay in touch with them. They ask me all the time about real estate stocks and that kind of stuff. So that was one path. So my idea of being a worldwide John Cena or Hulk Hogan kind of got derailed, but I kept going back towards real estate. So I bought house number three, and I think I happened on house number four. And it was just a matter of just hardcore saving. The difference too, I think we were in the middle of the recession happened in 2008, 2009. And I laugh about it. I'm like, man, if I had the money and the access to funds and bankers and things like that, that I had, back in 2009, 10, 11, and bought as many houses as I have recently, gosh, it would have exponentially exploded. Anyway, so I did about five years of teaching and Christmas of 2015 was a pivotal moment in my life. We're coming in on the last day of school and they pulled all of us together and they said, hey, we're cutting 39 teachers. So I don't know what to tell you, but one of the lowest paid teaching schools, whatever I guess you'd say in the country and they said, hey, if, you, if you're sold out in education, then try to find a job. But otherwise, I would encourage you to find a different industry. There was a lot of people freaking out. Like I said, I had four homes at the time. And I said, well, maybe I can float this real estate stuff just a little bit. And so I decided to pivot one more time. My mom was working at the time at this company. It's the world's largest retailer. I'm going to name drop just a little bit. It's a Marine Max. And it was so fitting because my name is Max. And so I started this company and I remember talking to my boss who ended up becoming my best friend and a business partner. I remember saying, Hey, you know what? I really don't want to mess with sales. I don't have the personality. I don't like salespeople. And he told me, he said, give it six months. And so I gave it six months and I grinded and I doubled my teacher salary within six months. And I said, I'm never going back. And anyway, from there, my income exploded. I will call it financially free by the time I was 35 years old. I'm 37 now. So by the time I was 35 years old, I was financially free. Prior to getting there, I want to say I'd been selling boats for Chris. Chris Bird's his name. So a little shout out to my best friend. I was selling boats and I think I was trying to buy house number six, maybe seven. I can't remember at the time. And I just purchased one. I just bought one for hundred grand and another deal pops up because we're still in a good time. So I reach out and I say, Chris Bird, can I borrow a hundred thousand dollars? Andy, what do you think the answer was? He must've looked at you all sorts of funny ways. (laughs) Oh yeah. He's like, not no, but heck no. And so anyway, he said, you know what? The moment you came in here a year and a half ago, he said, all he talked about is real estate. He said, I'm really intrigued. So I would like to be involved. I've got a high net worth. How could I offset some tax liability? And I said, well, we could go into business together. And so he gave it a few days and he came back and he said, okay, well, let's set up an LLC. Let's do this, this, and this. We bought six houses in six weeks. We did everything the right way. We found the banker. We found the real estate attorney. We did the LLC. We just went crazy. And the benefit with that partnership was the fact that he is on top of a $50 million boat operation. So he's always looking at profit and loss statements, and he's very analytical. The other side of it is he was another set of eyes. And that was something that I had no idea was important 
until I met Chris Bird. So we bought, we ended up buying 35 houses, 35 single family houses in a matter of two and a half years, which is crazy. But we came up with a great formula. We started each with a $100,000 line of credit. So I took a property I had paid off. He had a piece of land he had paid off. We found this wonderful thing called leverage. And then we went out and sharpened the pencils and made a lot of offers, kicked a whole lot of tires and bought a whole lot of homes. And we were doing very, very well. And then COVID happened. And right around the time COVID happened, I remember Chris and I were talking about multifamily. We kept doing the same process of purchasing all of these single family houses. And I said, Chris, I said, man, we're paying 10% property management fees. And I said, I heard it's a little bit cheaper if you purchase multifamily. The only problem with multifamily was the fact that the entry level to get into entry of a multifamily property beyond a duplex or a quadplex was three, four, $500,000 at the minimum for a 20 or 30% down payment in our area. So a good friend of mine that I'd met in Dallas had reached out to me. I was trying to basically vet a deal. It was a 42-unit apartment complex. And I had reached out to this guy and kind of said, hey, what do you think? He said, well, it's not my market. Nonetheless, six months later, the guy reaches back to me and he says, hey, here's a deal in Tulsa. It's not in my market. It's in yours. Take a look at it. It might be an opportunity. Sure as I'll get out, we look at it. We jump on the deal. It was a big check to write. I want to say it was $600,000. And we figured it out. We put it together. And so we were the proud owners of 35 single family houses in Tulsa, all cash flowing, at least $250 or more per door, some of them three to 400. And then we were also the owners of a 42 unit apartment complex. All was great in the world. But at the same time, COVID had hit. We had listened to a little bit of bigger pockets in the fact of what do we do when people get scared? We're in a pandemic and we don't pay rent. They might not pay rent. So we got ahead of it before all the stuff happened. And we said, hey, listen, totally understand you and your family. I hope the best for you. Please stay in touch. We're compassionate. Just know that rent is still due because our mortgages are still due. If there's something we can do to help you or set up a payment plan. And it worked resoundingly over all the assets, over everything we had. I think we had one, maybe two people that took advantage of non-evictions. And anyway, everything was great. The market took off. The brief bubble that we had, it just, it just went off to the sky. So we had the 42-unit apartment complex, planned to keep it for five years, and then sell it for a, a certain number. The other side of it was there was no more single-family houses to purchase in the formula that we had built. And on top of that formula, it had cost for repair, maintenance, vacancy, taxes, insurance, all the good stuff. And everything that we were purchasing, let's just put it this way, we were buying $100,000 houses for fifty to 60000 bucks. We would put a little bit of money into them if it needed, turn around and refinance out with our banker, 80% loan to value. Most of the time, we had very little money in the deal. Well, those deals were gone. The fifty dollars to $60,000 house was one fifty now. The loan to value, none of that stuff made sense. And so I said, Chris, our plan was to buy and hold all these properties. We were 50-50 partners. I'm not married, no kids. So my 50 would go to me. If we ever sold, his 50 would go to him and his wife and his kids. And so we never planned to sell. I looked at him dead in the eye and I said, you know what? We've looked for three months and there's not one house that fits our criteria. So I said, what would you think? Which to if- be clear, based on your trajectory, three months was a long time. For a lot of people, three months is a short time. They're analyzing, they're looking, oh. they're taking their time. But based on your momentum, three months was a long time for you guys. Very long time, right? So like I said, when we took off, we bought six houses in six weeks. It was very fast. So if we went a month, we only bought one house. We're like, man, we're not doing well. Like, Because original goal was 30 houses. And we thought 30 houses at three, let's call it $300 a month cash flow. And when I'm talking cash flow, I'm talking every expense factored in there. 
vacancy, repairs, mortgage, if we had one, taxes, insurance, anything that could cut into our profits, right? So we just made that number. If it didn't make 200 to 250, we didn't touch it. We didn't even look at it. Now we think about it. There was deals we lost two grand that we would have paid 10 grand more now. Just one of those things, but who would have known? But we stuck to our guns because we didn't want to over leverage ourselves. So anyway, we had a really, really good formula. And so anyway, the deals stopped coming and that's a perfect time for rents to slightly go up, right? We were doing one and a half to 2% rent increases. We weren't expecting 10 to 15% rent increases. So nonetheless, I said, Chris, what would you think if I said we put a, a number, like a crazy number on this package of 35 houses and sold them? He said, well, why would we not? So I put a crazy offer out there. I knew I've got a, all my family was in real estate. So I didn't want to put it with a broker. So I briefly said, hey, I'm going to throw it on Facebook Marketplace. I put basically the number that I came up with was what value we thought it was and then double what we owe. And maybe a little bit just to touch over that and for it to make sense, because otherwise, if it's sold, where are we going to put our funds? And so what we ended up doing is the first 60 days, I got people kicking tires and saying, that's terrible. You'll never get that number, whatever. Well, lo and behold, it goes under contract. They put escrow in. I still didn't believe it. And I didn't believe it until my real estate attorney emails me and says, would tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. work to close? And I was like, close on what? I didn't even remember what we were talking about. He says, yeah, your package of 35 houses. And my mind was blown. So I said, Chris, get in the car. We're going to go close. And anyway, so we closed. And what ended up happening at that point, we had to figure out where to go for funds, right? And this is where things really got fun. We had a 42-unit apartment complex and 35 single-family houses. And now we got to go shopping. And we shopped and shopped and shopped. Market was going crazy. So then we had to figure out where do we put these funds and where's the best use for our money? So what we did at that point is we reached out to another good friend who was a syndicator and we ended up placing 1031 funds. So we paid, deferred those taxes and rolled that into a, a very 300 plus unit apartment complex in the Midwest. Anyway, had a really good opportunity there. With that being said, all of a sudden, when people find out you're able to bring money to a deal, and I'm talking this seven figures, then other people start talking They're like, hey, you know what? Max and Chris are legit. They can bring a big chunk of money to a deal. And so other opportunities popped up. We had an 850 unit in Oklahoma City we jumped into. We had another opportunity in, trying to remember, Warner Robins, Georgia with another group. Anyway, so just a whole lot of really, really good opportunities started happening. And we were able to raise a good amount of cash and have a very good portion of each deal. The other side of it we were able to do is to jump in and weekly asset manage a lot of these opportunities. So the big story to kind of tell you is in a very short amount of time, I think we got started in... September, October of 2017, we took advantage of time and just squeezed time into a very short amount of time. We said, we want to do 20 years of work in 10 and maybe seven. And so with all that being said, we've amassed a recently, I want to say it's right around 2000 doors is what we're in. And we officially, like I stopped working actually last summer. And the hard part of where I ended up transitioning and where I met Annie and Julie was the fact that I needed an outlet. So I can jump on asset management calls and talk to property managers and things like that. But where my passion is, is talking to people about the power of real estate, how one house turned into two, how two turned into six, how a partnership turned into 35 and a 42 unit apartment complex. And then it just grows. And there's a tangible asset that's connected to that. I am extremely passionate about it. If I would have stayed on my path as a school teacher, I think it was going to be 62 is when I was going to retire. Where I I walked away from any kind of job at the age of 35 and I didn't have to wait for a pension. And that's the thing that excites me is you control your destiny in real estate. 
And that's probably the biggest thing that I get excited about. I've been on a, a few investor calls yesterday with some of our investors on the Good Egg Wealth Fund and just being able to kind of give them a little bit of my experience and say, this is why doing this and getting passive income is so important because you control your destiny. It's not your boss or whoever is in charge of you. You can control your destiny and live life by design. And so those are some very, I guess, low level where I'm at. That's what I've done. Real estate works. And that's all I can tell. We'll get back to our conversation with Max in just a minute. Have you been thinking about investing in real estate, but aren't sure you have the time or the desire to manage the investment? Perhaps you're afraid like we were that you'll make the mistake of choosing the wrong market or the wrong team and lose your entire investment. Well, that's exactly why we created the Good Egg Investor Club. We do the work of identifying solid real estate investment opportunities in the best markets around the country and then partner with you to acquire these investments and then we'll all share in the returns. We'll identify the growing markets, strong, experienced teams, and the solid deals. We do all the heavy lifting of managing the tenants and the renovations, and as a passive partner, you get to enjoy all the benefits of investing in real estate, monthly cash flow, long-term appreciation, and the ongoing tax benefits. When we first discovered passive investing through real estate syndications, we realized it fit perfectly into our busy lives. We could put our money to work for our families, work less, and get more time back in our days so that we could focus on what matters most and discover our true passion and purpose in life. We've now helped hundreds of people invest passively in real estate syndications and are seeing the positive impact it's had on their lives. We invite you to partner with us by joining the Good Egg Investor Club today so you can start putting your money to work for you and get more time back in your day because we know that when people have more time in their days, they can do the true work they were intended to do and the world will be a better place. To sign up for the Good Egg Investor Club, go to goodegginvestments.com slash invest and we'll take it from there. That's goodegginvestments.com slash invest. And now back to our chat with Max McGurk. Well, I think I speak for not only Julie, but all the listeners who are listening to your story that you are such an inspiration. I mean, to have started with just on the side, buying one house, then two house, two houses, and then three houses is like you were playing Monopoly, right? And then as I'm listening to your story, it was like a chart was being drawn in my head with this, like this hockey stick or this exponential growth where you started off on the side and you're proving the model, right? As you're teaching as you're working in your accounting job or even wrestling, right? And you're doing all these other life things and real estate is sort of ticking along in the background. You're like, I think this works. Let me keep going at it. And then you started to get more and more involved and that's when it started to take off. And I wanted to pull out one point for the listeners around the formula piece. You said we had Mm -hmm. a formula that worked really well. And I want the listeners to take, if nothing else, take that piece away because the clearer that you can get on your personal criteria for what you're investing in, your buy box, so to speak, the clearer that you can get what exactly you're looking for and what exactly your goals are, the faster you can move. Because I imagine when you were looking at all those houses, you could very quickly say, 
this one falls within the criteria. Let's go. This one doesn't. Let's kick that one out. And it allows you to move with this speed and this momentum that otherwise you'd spend a long time saying, well, is this one? I don't know. Do you like this one? I don't know. I kind of like this one. Should we go look at it? Let's go look at it. And then you just spin your wheels and you spend so much time. And so the same goes with investing in multifamily. Absolutely. So back to your point on that is I remember Chris had asked me, he says, well, how did you uh, come up with a formula on, on buying the properties you bought? And I said, well, Chris, I don't know. I have no idea. I just bought because I thought the price was right. And he's like, well, that's not a good idea. And so back to your point on when we had a formula, we purchased back then off of what we called a 10 cap, right? And so we were very conservative on the rents. And so we tried to figure out a way that we could purchase a property with very little money out of pocket. And the other side of it too, you had to buy very fast. Like the quicker you got to it, right? So if somebody had a $100,000 house and they put it up for sale for 80 and you came in with a $60,000 offer, it's, I will close tomorrow. Like I, escrow is already there. And so that was something else. Like the faster we did things like this, we were so close with our real estate attorney that we would just leave 10 grand or more in escrow with him and say, hey, you know what? Contract, just sign it. We'd meet him as quick as, as possible or sign it. And we'd already say, hey, we've got funds already sitting in escrow. The other side of it, is the first six houses we looked at. And then we got to the point where we looked at so many houses, we already had full gut rehab budget in mind. We went to every deal expecting the worst. And so any, most of the houses, probably the last 20, most of them we wouldn't even come in to look at. We would purchase sight unseen only, only based off the numbers, right? Only off the math. That's kind of what we found out is that real estate it doesn't matter if it's a single family house, a duplex, or a 400 unit apartment complex. It's all in the math. If the math makes sense, you move forward. And it's an easy decision. And it's easy to let that money go because you know it's going to make you more money. So yeah, 100% formula is exactly how I based everything. So uh, Well, for all the listeners, as you can tell that Max is a wealth of knowledge and we're going to have him back on the show, actually. So this is just a teaser, tip of the iceberg to give all of you a little bit of background into his story. But Max, of course, we're going to have you back. We're going to dig in further into all that you're seeing out there, all your conversations with investors as well. But for right now, we're going to move into our Life and Money Show Spotlight Round. We're going to ask you three questions we ask everyone. You ready? I'm ready. All right. First question, share with us one thing that you're doing to live a meaningful and intentional life by design. Absolutely. This is an easy question for me. This is one solid reason why I joined you all. I wanted to take off and travel. And my whole life, like I said, I grew up middle class and traveling to Branson was probably like some of our biggest trips, right? I've still never been to Disney World. I'd never been to Hawaii until a couple of weeks ago. Anyway, so traveling is probably the number one thing I'm doing to live life by design. I'm able to talk to investors and RIA members all just from my laptop, and it makes my life extremely amazing. So, oh, love that. Here at the Good Egg team, we all have that travel bug. So, so excited to have you continue to explore and add all those layers to your experience, your already phenomenal experience. All right. Next question. Share with us a life or money hack that has helped you on your journey that you think will help others as well. Yes. So I talked about Chris being my best friend. He was my boss. He's my business partner. And if I never came to him and asked for $100,000 or to partner up, 
I couldn't tell you where my life would be. I definitely attribute a lot of my success to partnering up. And if I have never partnered up, maybe I'm in house number 10. And the thought of jumping into 2,000 doors of apartments would have never happened if I would have never partnered up. So sometimes what I like to try to tell people is maybe let's say you're buying a flip, you might make 50 grand on the flip, right? Or you could partner up with somebody, split the profits, and maybe you make 25,000, your partner makes 25,000, and you do 10 flips, right? So instead of making 50 grand, you make 200. So the biggest thing I can try to tell somebody is quit trying to do everything on your own and partner up. Such a great tip. When you find that right partner whose skill sets complement yours and whose investment goals align with yours, you can go way farther faster. So that's such a good one. All right. Final question. What's one thing that you're doing to help make the world a better place? Yes. I think that's part of what I'm doing with investors with the Good Egg Wealth Fund. And just anybody who I come into contact with, I heard something on a podcast and maybe somebody hears this, but if I don't talk to at least three people a day about real estate, I feel like I'm doing a disservice to the people around me. So I post about it on my Facebook. All of my former students you know, notice it. They reach out. A lot of them will slide in, send a personal message and say, man, I'm so proud of you. I can't believe your success and that kind of stuff. And they all ask me questions. They'll ask me like, I'm thinking about buying my first house. Can you help me on inspections or just, you know, what do you think about this? And so I give back, right? Because it's not a matter of like, hey, will I be wealthy one day? No, I'm there, right? And so will you, if you just get involved with real estate. But how I give back is to discuss with other people, to motivate other people and to answer questions. So that's how I give back. Uh, That must be such a great feeling to have come full circle and now be able to help your students to get started on their path and their journey as you do with all the investors here at Good Egg Investments. And so, so fortunate and so grateful to have you on the team, Max. And I think you bring so much, not only your personal experience, but your investing experience and just your wisdom and also your genuine care and compassion for others. Every time you hop on a call, you can feel your energy and how much you care about whoever is on the other side. So we're very lucky to have you on the team. Max, tell our listeners if they listen to your story and they're interested in following up or learning more or potentially investing with us, what's the best place that they can go? Yeah, goodegginvestments.com. We have a, the Good Egg Investor Club. If you sign up on the website, I will actually send you a 20-minute time to chat, kind of talk about your story, what you're wanting to do, your goals and dreams. That's how we can contact. So yeah, I would love to, to talk to you. So fill my calendar up the best you can. You heard it here first. If you want some solo time with Max, sign up for that Good Egg Investor Club. Max McGurk, thank you so much for being here today with us and our listeners and sharing your amazing story. And we can't wait to have you back on the show. Thank you for having me. You've been listening to The Life and Money Show, the number one podcast for people who, like you, are living a meaningful and intentional life by design, building true wealth, and making an impact in the world. For more resources, check out goodegginvestments.com and be sure to join the Life and Money Show community on Facebook. And if you got value out of this show, please subscribe and give us a five-star review so we can continue to bring you amazing new conversations. 